Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. So as much as I love the story of Zacchaeus, I uh, don't get the opportunity to preach on the book of Maccabees all that often. First and second Maccabees, they contain, I think, some of the most gripping, harrowing, gut-wrenching, and inspiring stories in the scriptures. So go home. I just want you to reread the story that we just heard today from uh, the first reading from, uh, from Maccabees, the story of Eleazar. This is a piercing story of his martyrdom. We need in our church, we need in our culture today, new Eleazars. Can I get an amen? amen? That's right, okay. I just want you to pretend like you, you didn't hear this story already, like you didn't hear it just proclaimed. Try and hear it with fresh ears, because you're about to hear, right, you're about to hear the story of what led up to a certain man, Eleazar's martyrdom, right? It says this, Eleazar, one of the foremost scribes, a man of advanced age and noble appearance, was being forced to, in your mind, fill in the blank, right? desecrate something holy, kill somebody innocent, publicly deny his faith, right? Something major, right? He's being forced to open his mouth and eat pork. That was the issue. That was the issue. Let's just be honest right here. Like, as we're listening to this, is there not a part of us that's just saying, like, wait, like, really? Really? Like, isn't that a small thing? Like, can't, can't there be some concessions? I mean, and like Eleazar, like, this is where you're going to draw the line in the sand and throw your life away? I mean, like, I know you're a Jew and I know you haven't had pork, but trust me, like, bacon, Eleazar, come on now, right? He says this, he says this, but preferring a glorious death to a life of defilement, he spat out the meat. So picture that, right? They've got this man pinned, this old man, 90 years old. They've wrenched open his mouth. They've shoved pork in his mouth, and they're, like, forcing him to eat it. And then it says he spits the meat down on the ground, and he goes forward to his own torture, the instrument of torture. 
There's a feast day that we celebrate in the, in the church's calendar called the feast day of the first martyrs of the church. What we're celebrating there is, is the unknown, untold number of men and women and children who had their own Eleazar moment. It wasn't pork that they were being forced to eat in the early uh, empire. What they were doing is they were refusing to take a few grains of incense and put it in front of the altars of the state gods. Burn a little bit of incense in front of the state gods. It says this, Those in charge of that unlawful ritual meal took the man aside privately and urged him to bring meat of his own providing, such as he could legitimately eat, and to pretend to be eating some of the meat of the sacrifice prescribed by the king. In this way, he could escape the death penalty and be treated kindly because of their old friendship. Like, Eliezer, just go home, get some other meat that is kosher that you can eat, put it in your mouth, and just pretend to be eating the pork so that you can live, right? We'll let you live longer. Can't you see how easy we're making this on you, right? This was exactly what was said to the early Christians, too. You know these gods aren't real. Like, that's not the issue. We just need you to publicly, like, go along with this. We just, just take some incense, and in your own heart, just acknowledge the fact that you know that God, that Jesus is the only God, that these aren't real gods, and just, like, pretend to be doing it. Just pretend. Just pretend. Interiorly have a different intention. But as those first Christians witnessed to us, as Eleazar witnesses to us, that's not how morality works. That's not how it works. We have so many Christians today going along with so much evil, saying yes to so much of this monstrous coercion from our government, going along to get along, right? Oh, like, I know interiorly, I know I believe that I'm a good person. I know only God can judge me, so it doesn't matter exteriorly what I do. That's not what it means to be a Christian. That's not how it works. You can't secretly, interiorly hold to a discipleship and then exteriorly do everything else that's contrary to it, right? Like, oh, I'm a good person even though my actions are promoting the evil and the goals of the culture of death, but inside I know what I really believe. Baloney. That's not how it works. That's not how we're going to be judged. It says this, But Eleazar made up his mind in a noble manner, and so he declared that above all he would be loyal to the holy laws given by God. As I was praying with this, I just felt the Holy Spirit like, like pierce me and say, Patrick, have you made up your mind? And I'm just going to flip it on you. Like, have you made up your mind? Have we made up our minds? Or have we made up our minds that like, that we're not going to get too fanatical about this discipleship thing because when push comes to shove, I kind of like living and if forced, I would prefer to have a few more days or years or months, you know, with my kids or grandkids. I'm probably going to have a little bacon if that's what it means, if I get to have some more time. Eleazar, Eleazar told them, send me at once to the abode of the dead, explaining, should I thus pretend for the sake of a brief moment of life, should I thus pretend for the sake of a brief moment of life, and the young would be led astray by me? while I would bring shame and dishonor on my old age, even if for the time being I avoid the punishment of men. Here's the kicker. I shall never, whether alive or dead, escape the hands of the Almighty. That's right, Eleazar. That's right. To all Christians, that's right. I hope our bishops are really reading this. Um, I hope those in authority in the church are really reading this, because one day we will not stand before... We're not going to be hauled one day before Congress or joint senate commission hearings or 
judicial hearings. You're not going to be judged by a jury or your peers. You're going to stand naked before the Almighty God, who's the King of Martyrs, who came in the world to testify to the truth. Period. Full stop. So, friends, we must practice courage. We must read the stories of amazing, courageous people. And, like, to that end, I'm going to recommend uh, this book for you. If you've not heard of this book, it's a classic, so chances are you have. It's called Tortured for Christ. It's the true story, the, um, the memoir of, of this Lutheran pastor named Richard Wormbrand. Um, he spent, I think, 14 or 15 years in Soviet gulag, ministering to the underground church. We need to become more familiar with these stories. We need to draw like inspiration from these stories. We need to practice courage. We need to get used to looking weird and standing out. We got to pray for the like for the spirit's gift of courage to like be okay with the fact that like gossip's going to come, slander's going to come, we're going to be libeled, we're going to be calumniated, all these things. We have to get used to that because if like if our overriding desire is to fit in, to blend in, to look like everybody else, when our Eliezer moment shows up, and God willing, it's not going to be as, as dramatic as his, but when our Eliezer, Eliezer moment shows up, if we've not practiced courage in the little things, we are going to crumble in the decisive moment. So friends, I just want us to just be re-inspired by the martyrs. Man, they are, we need them today more than ever. Um, this book especially, holy smokes, this book right here. Eliezer, we ask for your intercession. All the angels and saints, all the martyrs, we ask your intercession today as we seek to be more committed to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.